Hey, Matthew, how are you doing today? It's uh, Terry Lynch. I'm the CEO of Power Nickel. Uh, Power Nickel is focused on developing the NISC uh, nickel sulfate deposit in James Bay, Quebec. We think it's uh, perhaps the best undiscovered nickel story on the planet. And that's what we're here to tell you about uh, this morning. Terry, good to see you. I haven't seen you for a while. We, in fact, we, we, were we were talking a little bit more about markets last time we spoke and uh, sh naked shorting, I believe. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Save Canadian Mining Initiative uh, still going strong. We we uh, we had hoped to get some legislation into the uh, assembly this uh, this spring, but uh, with an election upcoming, they've deferred that until the, the next uh, election if, or the next uh, parliament if they get reelected. So. Uh, we're hopeful we can still uh, get some positive things done, but uh, the U.S. is making some moves in the right direction. So uh, perhaps uh, investors will get a fair shake after all. Uh, wait with bated breath. It, the, the system moves slowly. I'll, I'll wait. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> right. Let's 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 talk to it. Right. It's the first time we've spoken about this uh, this company and what you what you're doing um, here. So let's, maybe let's kind of kick off and remind people a little bit about your background and maybe introduce some of the team. Sure. So. Uh, Power Nickel really became Power Nickel just last year. So we, we changed our name from uh, Chilean Metals. So obviously with a title like that, we were, we were heavily invested in Chile and we were more of a copper gold explorer. And uh, and then we sort of, uh, I guess, in the fall of uh, 2020, we had some uh, amazing acquisition opportunities sort of come our way just through networking in the, in the sector. And we were able to buy a, a really terrific uh, copper gold asset in BC called Golden Ivan in, in the heart of the Golden Triangle. And we thought that was going to be the, the new focus or sort of the twin focus with Chile. And then uh, just before uh, Christmas, uh, I became aware of a, you know, a company that I, I was a you know fairly big investor in called Critical Elements, which I know you know very well, very uh, high-grade uh, lithium uh, uh, operator and uh, development story in, in, in Canada. And uh, they had an amazing asset on their books that was just sitting there. Uh, this NISC, uh, which was a nickel sulfate, uh, had a historical resource of about 3 million tons of, I guess right now it's about 1.7% uh, nickel EQ, uh, which is, you know, 10 million tons and you're in business, you're, you're a mine. So, I mean, it's pretty rare, as you know, in this space to actually get that much of a head start in an exploration play. So we were able to uh, make a... Uh, deal with critical elements in a way that made sense for them because they they needed to monetize it to create value for their shareholders and so we basically agreed to option uh, 80 percent of it by spending five million dollars over uh, a period of time five years and uh, which will probably be done with this year but nonetheless and and then they, they got about at the time almost 20 percent of our company um and uh, and we gave them another half a million in cash so it was, it was a, you know, a, a fair deal for both parties. It allows them to operationalize an a asset that was sitting there that wasn't getting the attention it deserved. And for us, uh, it gave us a, a development asset that we could uh, work on. And while we still love our copper gold uh, exploration assets, and we'll, we'll talk more about what we're doing with those, uh, it gave us a, a really near-term uh, nickel asset that we felt we felt at the time that nickel was going to have a good run. I don't think anybody predicted uh, the run it's having. Otherwise, I'd have been buying the shit out of uh, nickel's futures. <laughs> but uh, it uh, it certainly was a, a timely move for us and allowed us to move to a, 
uh, a different level of uh, risk reward for our shareholders. Right. So let, let's. What, what, what are you like? Fifteen million market cap, right? And you raised yeah. a bit. Well, I saw the last bit of money that you, you raised was sort of last last year, middle of the. Uh, well, Mayish, right? Two point two million. Yeah. It says there. You haven't raised anything since, right? No. So cash position is is what? About a million bucks in cash now. Right. Okay. So we got to just got to think about how you because you got a lot of that's a big portfolio. Right, you've 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 kind of got your you got some assets down in uh, Chile as well. Um, you got to yep. think about what what you do with those. You were heading one 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 direction with with, with Golden Ivan, and then you've sort of seen NISC come along and say, well, actually, that looks a little bit a little bit better for us. So, talk me through the management of the the portfolio given the cash position yep. today. Yeah, so that's a you know I think what you know we decided was that uh, um, that we basically. Uh, needed to um, focus on NISC as as the most uh, uh, quickest, least risky way to advance uh, forward as a company. So with that, we we basically drilled NISC. We announced our first drill results last week, I think, uh, and uh, we're expecting another set of results. You know, it could happen today or tomorrow. It's it's imminent. You know, it's in the process. It's soon to be kicked back. So that'll be the final set of results of NISC. And, and with that, what it'll allow us to do is it'll allow us to get to a new update of 43101. Because we have it, the resource, because it hadn't been drilled on since 2006, I think, uh, was a historical resource. No reason to suspect it because it was done by Monarch Gold, very you know, significant company. But nonetheless, according to 43101 rules, it has to be updated. And so this, this update will happen and we'll get that released in early uh, Q2. And then we'll have a new uh, technical report. So uh, in our capital structure, we have about 20 million warrants outstanding, that average price around 22 cents. Uh, so we think now that we're getting this news out, honestly, this thing is is multiples uh, undervalued uh, relative, you know, in terms of you compare us with other nickel uh, resources out there, nickel in the ground, we're the cheapest by far. And uh, now that people will start to see this, uh, as being true and valid, I think we're going to get uh, moving radically north, and that will bring the warrants in. So we'll get some cash that way. Uh, the second part of the, uh, you know, how we deal with our assets is we're going to spin off our copper gold uh, portfolio into a new company called Consolidated uh, Gold and Copper. Uh, we'll retain eighty percent, put twenty percent to our shareholders, and and then we'll actually fund the first drill program at uh, Golden Ivan. And, uh, you know, cost us about, you figure that that whole exercise is going to cost us about a, a million bucks. And that'll then have its own sort of life. And uh, we'll go from there. We think that's the best way to, to create value for the uh, portfolio. And uh, we'll, so Power Nickel will focus on the nickel asset and consolidated uh, gold and copper will focus on our uh, golden Ivan and Chile assets. Right. So, I mean, on the, sorry, on the warrants, what do you, if, if, if if everything goes the way you want it to go, so the warrants could manifest how much for you? Yeah, about four million. About four million. Okay, so I, I okay, so I, my initial reaction is though, though you then have two cash constrained companies. So it, I, I'm always intrigued the way that management moves things um, forward without you know dilating the the purchases out of their their shareholders with this. Yeah. So on consolidated, you know, spinning that out, there's a cost to that exercise, but maybe yeah. there's. It's of the moment. Copper is going on a run, as nickel is, as you said, um, and Shelley's, you know, always hot for copper. So, um, who would be who would be the management team for that, and who would be so, responsible so for driving that? In, initially, uh, the 
management team for Power Nickel will, will maintain the management of uh, Consolidated. I, the one thing I find with uh, the junior mining market, and especially in the exploration side, you know, the science in, in this case, usually you know, we have like a, you know, a geologist in Chile and et cetera, but generally you, you develop your, your, your scientific approach with your in-house geologist and with your geological team, your consulting and geological team. And then you execute it in terms of drilling. The having a staff of thousands is a great way to bankrupt your mining company and dilute shareholders forever. So we've always been very lean. And even like one of the you know great benefits of working with critical elements, you know, on NIST was we were able to sort of tap into their deep entrenchment in the, in the Quebec geological circles to you know, pull together a killer team uh, that works externally for us to to model the deposit, to drill the deposit. We've been super happy with that. It's, it's a very effective approach. At some point, once you start to prove that this is going to become, you know, the next talent metals, yeah, you'll have to staff up and get get deeper and do that. But then you're going to have a lot bigger market cap to work with and, and a lot more capital. But until then, you need to be focused on putting the money in the ground, advancing the science and, and showing that uh, it's really got the merit to potentially be a mine. Right. So let me be clear. So with regards to the 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 board, you're not taking two salaries. It's a case of there'll be two companies, no. and you're just you you nothing's changed there. Not it's not a mechanism for paying yourselves more money. So, is that right? No, correct. No. Okay. And then with regards to the on the operational side, you are buying in outside services to try and understand um, more about well for each company, more about each of their assets. Right, and you, you must. You're still going to have to set budgets. You're still going to have to work out oh, yeah, when yeah, you're capable sure. of delivering. So, and yeah. so, and it, like yeah. I said, it's, they're both still on a tight budget. So, can you? Can you? I think it's worth maybe. Let's. Should we deal with consolidated first and um, try and understand what you what you're thinking? Yeah, sure, there? sure, sure. So, so, so the the next move, you know, in consolidated is to uh, basically advance our uh, a drill program this summer in, uh, in Golden Ivan. So, so we use Apex. Uh, you know, um, Apex is a great company. Uh, we worked with them last year. They, 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 uh, we, ha- we released a, about a month ago, pretty promising uh, sampling study uh, that and discovered a couple of new gold zones that on the on the uh, uh, on the property that hadn't been discovered before. And these were like, uh, you know, two different sampling zones. Uh, you know, both with 15, 16 grams per ton. Pretty impressive. Apex was impressed and impressed those guys. It takes a lot because they've been around. So that 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 was good. The property's never been drilled. Uh, the you know our neighbor to the south, Strike Point, is literally drilled on the border and had some of their best intercepts. So we're pretty bullish about what what we could find there. And uh, we we so we'll we'll look to get in there and do an initial drill program this summer, um, and uh, and then we'll see where it goes from there. Um, and then obviously Chile, we've got some great assets in Chile, and we've. We were, they're basically drill ready again. And uh, uh, I, I have to say that, you know, uh, obviously as, as copper gets, you know, more and more intense, you know, truly becomes more and more attractive because of the obvious uh, uh, loads of copper there, half the world, it seems. But uh, we're sort of on the sidelines, you know, just waiting uh, for the constitutional debate to be finalized. And that's supposed to happen in August. We're in the sidelines for a couple of reasons. One is, it's a super risky business mining. And so why add more political risk if you don't have to? Like we have other assets that are really good, NISC and, and Golden Ivan, that we can focus our energy and limited capital on. 
so that we don't need to take the risk of Chile right now. Uh, whatever, everyone's got different views on what that risk might be, but for us, it's it's an unnecessary risk relative to our scarce capital. So we're just going to wait uh, until fall, and, and we expect the constitution to be approved in in August, and we'll see what that impact it has on uh, the economics of exploration uh, in Chile. I suspect it won't be severe. I think that'll still make sense for them to keep. Uh, I think if you're operating in Chile, you'll pay higher royalties. Uh, and it, it, but, you know, I don't think it would be impactful to us. But nonetheless, prudence uh, suggests that we, we, we put our money in Canada for now. Right. Okay. And just just for people who are perhaps not aware of the kind of the the situation there in in Chile, just just des- describe what the the debate is and what people are waiting for with regards to the constitution. Yeah. So, constitution. so basically, uh, the new uh, president of Chile uh, is an advocate for you know a more progressive, uh, almost uh, you know what we would consider like a Western, like U.S. or Canadian style uh, income tax approach, and 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 a more uh, you know you know more uh, broader tax distribution. Chile is very hierarchical. Uh, there's a lot of a uh, lot of wealth at the top. And and while it's the most well off of all South American countries, they could the people could still be better off and they obviously want, you know, better things for themselves and their children. So so what we're seeing is is his approach is to sort of uh, you know tax uh, the wealthy and to tax uh, the companies more and then spread the wealth in theory to the people. I mean, great, great on paper, uh, but you know, there's a point, you know, where where you can do some of that and it makes sense, and then there's a point where you break things. So we hope that he manages that, uh, you know, uh, task well and and can, you know, make things fairer for the Chilean people uh, without breaking the success story of Chile, because Chile is a, is the is the best spot. To, if you're if you're in South America. It's, it's it's a pretty great spot relative to the rest of the uh, of the countries in terms of how they're run and whatnot. So uh, we hope that they 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 keep the good and don't uh, and improve on it and and don't get uh, don't go Venezuelan ones. Yeah, let's see. We'll see what happens. I think there's a lot of people waiting, uh, saying there's lots of different views about what 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 um, that could look like. Uh, we'll wait to see what the actual outcome is. Um, the plan of arrangement, sorry, that's that's a relatively simple simple process. Not too costly. It's not too much of a distraction for you, is it? Yeah, I mean, basically, what we we just, uh, the, the we were trying to do it uh, last year, but it. Because uh, it's a fairly old company, the, the actual Power Nickel before it was Chilean Metals and International PDX was sort of the initial name. So uh, paid up capital became a a thing that we had to figure out. It's just a you know sort of a technical process that we had to go through. And, and uh, honestly, the, we needed to go back into the microfiches to find things. That, so uh, by the time we sort of got that all sorted out, which we eventually did. Uh, it was quite late in the year, and the accountant said to us, "Look, this will be so much cheaper if we do it after next year's financial statements are done." So, given the state of the junior market at the time, we thought, "Hey, let's save some money. Let's roll it out next." And 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 so we'll come out as sort of a new pubco probably in the in the fall of Q3, and then we'll also have drill results at, at that time. So, uh, gotcha, uh, gotcha. Okay. The, uh, Okay, so let, let, let's, let's go back to Canada, okay? Because that's if that's where yeah. the bulk of your money and, and, and time's going. Um, that's what that's what I want to try and understand. So, low in cash at the moment. Does that suggest there's going to be a, a raise 
saying, oh, are you going to wait for more of these results to come out? And can you yeah, get, can you get through to the resource update is what I guess where I'm asking, getting to. Yes. Yeah. We're definitely going to be able to get through cool. the resource update. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, so, so our whole thing is we're not doing anything down here. I've been offered tons of money down here and I said, no. So uh, we're, 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 we think that we, we're going to get these, this news out and that's going to, that's going to change the direction of the stock. And uh, it'll also bring a warrant money in. So it'll take any immediate pressure off. I mean, eventually we're going to raise money for sure. Uh, but it's probably, you know, our last raise, just so folks know, was at 25 cents hard, 40 cents flow through. And I would think we'd be looking to double that. You know, that would be the objective. So that, so when it gets in that range, then, you know, we'll probably uh, do an, a flow through. So, uh, but, but uh, right now there's no need. Right. It's, I mean, what you want and what you get to different things, right? So it, it's... Yep. Um, if you do the resource update, which your finance to get through to, to do, what do you think that needs to look like for the market to react? Because it's it's waiting for a reaction. Um, yeah, I, I, th I think, honestly, if we just validate what we have and, and add to that, I mean, theoretically, the historical resource is around 3 million tons of, of uh, you know, 1.7% nickel EQ. If we validate that and move to four, uh, or somewhere towards that, then then they're going to see that as a very positive sign. These nickel sulfate deposits, as you know, are very rare. Uh, and uh, what's neat about them is they, they tend to come in pods. So if you have like one uh, resource, uh, you know, where you're, where you're working, there's probably others around. And so we've started to sort of see that. And so I think, uh, you know, it's quite bullish in that respect. So I, I think if we get to four, you know, and, and then people start to do the math of, uh, you know, and the way we look at things is, you know, nickel in the ground, what, you know, what's your market cap per nickel, pound of nickel in the ground. And, and uh, uh, we're definitely the, the cheapest, um, you know, I would say company with a resource out there by a lot. And that's going to change. Sure, absolutely. Um, on, on that metric, but the, the other metric they really go for is, is scale, right? Because again, yeah. with these nickel sulfides in Canada, people are looking for big scale, multi-decade, multi-cycle type size of operations, and and it, and, and it, you know, yours is is high grade, right? You know, yeah. I mean, it, there's really two uh, types of deposits, right? There's there's the massive. Uh, you know, low grade, uh, you know, bulk tonnage deposits like the Canada nickel, giga metals, uh, people like that. And then there's the, you know, high grade nickel sulfate, which is, you know, you know, anywhere from 10 to 50 million tons, you know, talent metals would be the, the most obvious one to, to, to point it there. And then hopefully ourselves, but, you know, so both, uh, uh, both are put into, in, in, in play, the talent metal type deposits, honestly, are a lot easier to finance, a lot easier to get, you know, the IRR is going to be much, you know, it's like a $200 million, $250 million package to, to get it up and running. And then you're making like 200 million a year. So, so it, it, it it's a pretty, uh, you know, interesting payback for the developers. And, uh, you know, I, I think um, those ones will probably come to the table quicker. The, the other projects are, you know, they're, I mean, obviously massive and it'll last for forever, but it's a billion plus, and it's like, you know, nickel's gone from $5 to $12 in one year. So what price do you use for nickel? You know, because you're not getting that baby paid back in a year. You know, that's going to take you many years and it's going to be there forever. And it'll be a you know, super return over time. And I think these things will get built this, this cycle, but uh, it's going to take massive industry participation to the scale that we haven't seen before. Like we're going to have to see, you know, the Tesla's, 
and VWs of the world step in and write a big check and become a part owner of a nickel mine. Uh, but I think that's going to happen. But uh, I don't think they have to do it for power nickel or for talent metals because 200 million is a very doable number. But a billion five, yeah, I mean, that's that's a big, big, big number for, especially when these guys are, you know, some of them are like trading for 40, 50 million. I mean, how, how do you make the math work? It's it's a difficult number, you know, and yet it, yet those deposits probably deserve to be built. But it's sort of um, mind-numbing to think about how, how it can be put together. But uh, um, anyway, that's the challenge of the sector, right? Well, that, that is the challenge of the sector, and there's going to be lots of um, creative structured finance coming, I, I, I suspect. But it's it's more it's more interesting to me down to these sort of lower ends in terms of the, the, where the market caps are today, in, in terms of how they pick their way, you know, the path forward to even get themselves in a position to have discussions with strategics, whether it be you know automotive manufacturers or a BHP, etc. Because um, it it's a real art. To us. And that's why I'm sort of intrigued, and that's why I'm sort of keep asking these questions of, of you know how how you see it going forward. So look, um, so Canada, Canada's the focus clearly. You, you want us to your your peer that you were looking at as as, as Talon Metals um, as a, a comp to the type of ore body that you're you're looking at. The the res- so the resource drilling that you're doing at the moment is is this just confirmational of the the 2006. Uh, resource and is that sort of twin drilling, infill drilling, or are we seeing an expansion drilling? Yeah, so they're very, very much so a, a very much development stage step out drilling. So 25, 50 meters away from past drill holes so that we can confirm them and very much designed. Our, our first priority was to be able to, re, you know, publish a new 43101. And, and so that's what we're going to be able to do. Second uh, objective was to uh, show extension of the ore body. So uh, in our, you know, first release on it, we showed a you know 150 meter extension uh, in, in one direction, which is connected back to the ore body, which is very important from a, a mine development uh, perspective. So we're quite thrilled with that. Um, so, you know, I, I think we're going to be able to accomplish both our objectives with this, you know, very small initial drill program. But, uh, you know, our, our mission was nobody really knows, nobody really, you know, this is really our coming out story for Power Nickel. Or you know, people will start to say, "Well, I didn't even know about this deposit," and they'll say, "Wow, that looks like a pretty good deposit. Let's get into it more and do some more due diligence and more discovery." And then the the more they look at it, uh, they'll find, like we did, the holy cow, this thing, uh, you know, has has got some real legs, you know, and and uh, uh, it could definitely get to ten million tons north, you know, and and uh, and if we get lucky and and have some other pods, uh, a lot more, you know, so. Uh, uh, th- that was one of the things that was most interesting when we acquired this is we felt it had a ton of optionality on it. So the optionality was you had your existing resource that you looked like you could expand. So that was good. Then it looked like there could be several pods around. So that could be great. And then, you know, the, the neat thing about these uh, nickel sulfate deposits globally is that every now and again, the, they actually were halos over a big VMS. So we haven't really done any deep stuff here. But hey, could there be a Voices Bay underneath there? Well, let's pray. <laughs> I'm not saying there is, but the neat part about from an optionality perspective is we can test that out without any, any huge cost for us. So it's it's it, it really you know we could we can this thing could be a 20 30 bagger just doing what we're doing. Uh, but if we are able to clip something deep, who knows? You know, so that's that's what we love. That's why people get invested in junior mining. Yeah, it is the sex and the violence. As we say, 
Um, <laughs> so, so, so just again, back on, back on the drilling. So you were doing what, what type of drilling in terms of meterage? What's the cost? Uh, so, so basically about uh, uh, from 100 meters to 300 meters. Got it. Okay. So What's the cost? Yeah, most... Yeah, most of the historical drilling was about 100 meters. So that's the other good thing about this deposit is that it starts at about 80 meters. And at this point, it goes down to about 300 meters. So, you know, so very much like an initial, you know, again, this is we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but you could definitely open pit this thing to start it off, which would be a, a great economic way to kickstart your your returns. So so that's attractive. Okay, that that is attractive. So what, what's it costing you per meter? Uh, in terms of drilling? Yeah. It basically all in about uh, about forty bucks. Uh, you know, so we, we drilled uh, four hundred dollars. Yeah, so all in. Yeah, so like forty or four hundred. So we, we yeah assays and the whole the whole bit. So four hundred all in. Yeah, got it. That's up there. Why is it so expensive? That feels expensive. It, it, uh, I guess I mean it depends on how what how what everyone rolls into all in. So that's. All of all of the consultants, all of everything. So that's that's the full program, the full Monty, you know. Uh, so uh, when I and it's probably less than that. It's probably maybe maybe it's, maybe it's three fifty or something like that. But it's in that magnitude. We 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 we, we spent about a million dollars and drilled about uh, twenty five hundred feet o- over this last. Uh, so that that roughly gets you the, the four hundred. Uh, okay 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 um just let's finish off with just to um, give yeah. people a bit of background uh on you as in you know what have you done that's relevant to driving a company like this forward and maybe introduce some of the other sure, people on sure. the team it, yeah you know i mean uh i've really you know been a financier you know most of my life i'm not i'm not a mining guy per se in terms of uh uh you know geologist or engineer i uh i came into help a friend out uh, with Chilean metals uh, 10 years ago. And we, we, we jokingly both say the best thing I could have done was to hang up the phone on him. Because <laughs> you know, we we we, he would have sold his stock, taken his loss, uh, and, and I wouldn't have invested all this money and be, been waiting for 10 years to get a return. So uh, nonetheless, we, 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 uh, we, we, we got into it because we, were, we, we thought those Chilean assets were attractive. And we still do. And, and uh, anyway, it, it, we've stuck with it. And the board is, uh, you know, my board has been with me pretty much that period of time. Uh, you know, uh, Greg McKenzie used to uh, be MD at, uh, at Haywood. Uh, Greg runs a, a silver mining company now, so experienced guy. Uh, our chairman is a, a retired lawyer, a very experienced corporate lawyer, which is always good to have on a board. And uh, Les is a very successful businessman and, and uh uh, so we, we've worked together well as a team. We've kept it light, kept it survivable to to eventually find our way to create value, and and that's why we were you know you know we were lucky you know through our relationships to be able to get Golden Ivan, which we haven't talked about, and uh, and uh, and and Nest, and it was the relationships that enabled that to happen because people know that we're sort of honest practitioners that we that will you know get the money in and put it in the ground and 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 make a go of it you know and 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 uh so as a result you you, you can get good assets and 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 uh and and work them and and then of course as always mother earth needs to cooperate you need to you need to at some point not only have good science but you have to have good luck you know so uh you know we we, we think we we're hopefully going to head that to that intersection now but uh uh but that's what we're doing i, I mean um you know I, i've 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 raised a lot of money uh, 
my biotech uh, deal that I you know, was a co-founder of, we raised $100 million last year. So I know my way around the capital markets. You know, people are, are, are uh, accessible to me. So if we have a good deal, we'll, we'll get the money for it and we'll, we'll get fairly valued. I'm confident. Uh, but we, we focused first on let's make sure we have the evidence for people because, you know, we felt there's no point making, uh, you know, pounding the table about how great we are until we can really show it, you know, with scientific proof. And that's the drilling results and ultimately the updated 43101. Then we're going to start pounding the table because I can tell you we're, we're super cheap relative to the nickel complex that's out there. And, you know, the market uh, market wouldn't let that stay for long, especially if they if they feel that this is in a, in a, uh, in a good sector with a, a team that's going to bring it forward. So I think uh, I think we're in a, a good, good spot. Just remind me of timing for the delivery of the updated resources when? Yeah, we're we're basically told early Q2. I mean, the 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 good news is the uh, 3DGO who did uh, model our exploration program for us in our, our QC. They're the guys doing the uh, the updated 43101. So they've already done all the pre work. So this is not like you know somebody's got to come in and go. So these guys have been intimately involved every step of the way, and we'll continue to use these guys. And they they've and that's uh, you know that relationship was thankfully there because of critical elements and and. JS uh, is very tight with Kenneth and uh, they've worked together on, on the critical deposits. So these guys had domain expertise in the terrain we're working on. So that's so important. You know, you can get consulting engineers that, and geologists who are, you know, obviously a, a, it's a portable skill, but when you get somebody that has actually worked in the land, in the area that you're working in, so much more valuable, right? It, it, it just makes it so much better. So they did a great job in the modeling. And like we, we told people, uh, through the drill program, the, the 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 rock that you're looking for, that we're looking for, is is a black peridot rock. Okay, it's very distinctive visually. So you know, we've we've told people uh, that you know, on all of our drill uh, holes, we hit the black rock in in uh, that we're targeting in widths uh, equal to or greater than uh, what we had historically. Now, will the assays be there or not? Well, that's, you know, again, we're just step out holes, so it shouldn't be that different, but we'll see. But I mean, I, I'm not Nostradamus. I can't predict what the assays are going to be, but we're hopeful. But we do know that we found what, the target rock. And so that's very encouraging. And that's all, I think, due to 3DGOs. Really, this was the first time this deposit was ever a 3D modeled. And, and it was really interesting to sort of see that. Uh, new technology, not new, obviously it's been around for a while, but new technology for this deposit and how that really uh, helps us rethink it. And uh, I think it'll help the market see it in a different light. So uh, it's exciting. It is exciting, Terry. Look, I appreciate you coming on telling us the story. Um, I'm looking forward to the resource update timing, early Q2. Um, and um, hopefully it is what you say, then hopefully people start paying attention. Appreciate your time. That's all. Thank you so much for having us. Cheers.